Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Welcome to the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar, you're in a Mississippi minute. Some people's hearts are bigger than the very body it beats in. And my guest today is most definitely a man with the biggest of hearts. His calling and discovery the foals of honor which has raised over 100 million dollars and awarded over 13,000 scholarships and counting to family members killed in action or disabled soldiers and the proud father of five daughters his biggest accomplishments please welcome major dan rooney what's up major i'm tired listening and all that i didn't know i could do that daughter part yeah <laughs> yeah the the, the, la, the la, i get it man i have three kids and our, our baby's a daughter and uh, uh, I'm sorry, our baby is a girl, and she's not a baby anymore. Uh, we take her to the University of Arkansas to uh, follow her mama's footsteps next week. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tearful moment, but a proud moment. How are you feeling this morning? I am blessed, and it is a great day to be an American. Um, and uh, it's the day the Lord has made, right? And uh, yeah, always. trying to make a difference. But coming to you uh, live from uh, my home today, which is rare in Owasso, Oklahoma. On my favorite place, which is, I've, I've got a little back porch off my bedroom and a little lazy swing, and I'm listening to the Cicada finish their song for uh, for the night, so that's what you hear in the background. <laughs> I know. They're out, we, you know we've got, a, I don't know what it is, but we got a pond behind our house, so the mosquitoes and the gnats, the bull gnats, I guess they call them, they, uh, they're owning the uh, territory as we speak with all this heat. Uh, Ma- Major Dan, I want to first of all ask you, how you got to know our buddy Phil Vassar? Uh, I've spent a lot of time with Phil. Uh, he's a he's a pal and he's a great man. And so, where did you guys meet? So it's the there's a larger force in in play, right? I call it synchronicity or chance with a purpose, right? How do we meet anybody right. on this walk of life? Whether it's your your you know your wife, uh, your your friends. Um, I'm a firm believer, and you know I'm faith based guy that you know yeah. God puts people. Uh, in your life, um, and but there's there's a connectivity that transcends all of just our little human interactions. But I met Phil through uh, a dear friend of mine by the name of Steve Hayworth, who's you know donated millions of dollars to Folds of Honor, and uh, he was a huge Phil Vassar fan. And uh, we went to watch him play, and I shared the story of Folds, which we'll talk about here in a little bit with mm-hmm. Phil and. 
Um, I think like so many, you know, God touched his heart and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm all in. And so uh, he's been uh, supporting Folds of Honor for a long time, and I have, uh, we never have recorded it, um, but we do a great version of You've Lost That Love and Feeling I've seen in it. every live act work <laughs> together. It. <laughs> it's cliche as it a, is. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's right, but I make him an honorary fighter pilot for six minutes and he's the backup singer and oh, I love it. I uh, love it. so it's uh it is good. This this year, well I was gonna say as cliche as it seems, it's an incredible performance. We've uh at that point we're ready to explode from all of the inspiration. So for for people to for our listeners to put it into perspective and understand a little closer we we spent a lot of time the game of golf has brought a lot of us together to help raise money it's the the one place where you can really get to know somebody spend four hours with them on the golf course my listeners are sick of hearing me saying it but it is a very important uh breeding ground for extremely wonderful relationships that do special things in the long term uh major dan you can we can we back up for a second? Because I got to understand, you know, it's got to be you got this faith has got to come from your folks. I've got it. My my parents, we were Catholic family. My mom and dad never miss mass. They've never missed mass daily. I'm talking daily. They clean the church and it's it's just their calling. And they they've instilled that in all of my siblings and myself. And it's gotten me through times I can't even explain and I, except I know you understand. So where did it all start? I see the relationship with your dad, especially, uh, and you're very open to all of us. You, you let us in your world about how emotional it is to have great, great family. What was it like growing up in the household as a kid? Well, Steve, one more, you know, common thread that we share that I didn't know is uh, devout Catholics. My parents are also daily mass people. <laughs> um and the Catholic faith is just a, a huge part of uh, of my life. I make daily mass every chance I, I get. Um, but so I, you know, I was blessed to have it instilled as, as a young person. And I, I also think, I mean, your faith comes from your walk. And uh, man, I've I've had a lot of struggles in in my life. And uh, the the beauty is during those struggles, I, I think you grow closer to to God. No and uh, man, in, in my darkest times um specifically the catholic faith has been such a rock for me and just off on a little a, a tangent another country music guy craig morgan um who you know yeah. you know veteran and he lost his son yeah. um in a drowning accident i think it's been three years ago now yeah. and uh he his wife was a catholic and craig came and also played the patriot cup he played the the last day and um Thing to, to close it out this year here in, in Tulsa. And we were drinking wine afterwards, uh, which he's really good at doing, and I'm pretty good at doing. Um, and uh, and he started sharing this, you know, this journey to the Catholic faith and it, in his darkest moment. And he was like, I didn't, he lost his son, right? He was like, I didn't, I didn't know how to breathe, how to wake up in the morning. He lost his, you know, passion uh, he was telling me, you know, he felt guilty going on the road and, you know, singing, right? Because this brought joy and he should be in a time of, you know, sorrow, which he, which he was. And um, But he found the Catholic faith and he said it, it, it just changed his life. Um, and I think that's the one common denominator that's out there is, man, everybody's struggling in this world that seems to be too often divided. 
Right. Uh, everybody struggles every day. And uh, for you and I both, I mean, the, the Catholic faith is obviously a huge deal, but that testimony I heard from Craig and um, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the original church, right? I mean, yeah, straight from the, no uh, from, uh, from the apostles. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, as a kid, um, it was instilled in me, but I really think through the struggles in my life, that's what's burned it into my soul. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So you do touch on that in some of your speeches uh, when you when we do the Folds of Honor and we were there. Uh, like I said, you're very candid. You're very open. doesn't seem like there's any anything between us and you. There are no walls. Uh, what were some of the struggles? And before, we're going to go into a break in just a little bit. So I don't want to dig all the way into the, your calling because it was a true calling uh, that you you know, we've been so blessed. So many have been so blessed and will continue to be for for generations because of your generosity and your compassion. So what were some of your struggles? Yeah, I mean, that, and I, that is it's a deep question is, is we're going to hit a break here in like a minute and a half. But, you know, I would just say that so often in life, the story that's written over and over again, Steve, is everything has to fall apart in order to come together. Hmm. And... uh I'm in a you know fantastic place um, now and in in my life, um, but uh, you know there were there were a lot of struggles and and I also think any you know anytime you're going to get out in the big in the big blue right you're right. going to push off and you're going to have big dreams and you're going to chase chase it um, there's going to the devil's going to present himself in your life yeah uh, especially when you're trying to do good. Um, and, uh, you know, we can dive into some of the specifics after, uh, after the break, but, um, I just think that that is, you know, where I'm at in life and, you know, you read my resume when I came on and man, I could care less. I know you could. Uh, I know. About, about, I know what, about what people have accomplished. I want to know what people have overcome and my dearest, most real relationships in life are the brothers that I can sit down with. And we can be open, you know, the fellowship on the golf course you talked about, we can be open about our biggest struggles. Right. And that is, I mean, that is like the ultimate fabric in this drive-by world that we live in now that's just these high-five moments on social media about how awesome my life is. And you see somebody at a cocktail party and they're like, oh, my kid's doing this and life is so fantastic. And sometimes you think you're the only one that's out there struggling. Mm-hmm. Until you sit down with a couple folks and you're like, "Hey, man, what's really going on?" And uh, I just think there's at 46 years old, I've found this divine beauty in the struggle and what we overcome in life um, in a society that always seems to recognize achievement first. Right. We are with the great Major Dan Rooney. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. That's what we do here. We have to. It's important. You're in a Mississippi minute. And it's only going to get better. Be right back. Easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. In a minute. 
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I am back from the Keaton, Mississippi beautiful studios. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to tell you exactly where that is. Just go with me. I am with what a wonderful soul of a man, Major Dan Rooney. And I've uh, been looking forward to this interview, like I said. I, I know that when I'm reading all this stuff, it's not for you. I, I know you're sick of it. I get sick of hearing anything that I've accomplished because I am looking ahead. So, And that's the beauty of you. I mean, that is the beauty of you, but I had to tell our listeners. <laughs> so, so I appreciate well, you bearing, bearing with me on it. <laughs> yeah, it gives, I guess, nothing else that gives you a little street cred for people yeah, to listen I know. to what you have to say, right? I know, I know, no, I know. I had to do that, and I, I did feel like I was reading a Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, but with that said, I had to do it. Okay, so now we're digging into this stuff. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, you know, when did you want to become a fighter pilot? You're talking about, and, and I also want you just to briefly tell me about uh, some of the times you were up in the sky where maybe you didn't feel like you were going to come down uh, like you should. You know what I mean? Like it got really, yeah. really tense. Well, to go, I, I think that's a great thing. You asked me about my faith and to, to take it all the way back. So when I'm like 12 or 13 years old, my dad always is like, hey, you can do anything you want to do, right? And I believed him. And we spent a lot of time together on the golf course. That's where... That's where we really bonded. He was a good player and introduced me to the game. And uh, I was like, hey, Dan, I, I want the ultimate job description. Um, I want to be a golf pro because I admired my local club pro there in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, I thought he was just a great dude. And, and I also had this guy that entered my life that was a fighter pilot, Steve Courtright, Reno. This dude could have, you know, walked out of the movie Top Gun. I mean, the <laughs> coolest dude you ever met. And I couldn't believe you could be like 40 years old and still be cool, right? Right. And so I'm like, I want to be a golf pro and a fighter pilot. And uh, my dad's question was very interesting to me when, when I announced this. We were on the golf course together. And he said, Son, can you tell me which way an airplane takes off? Right, and I'm tw- when, I don't know, 12 or 13. I'm like, well, that, I think it's into the wind. He's like, that's exactly right. And I think the beauty of that moment was, you know, obviously he was preparing me um, for the headwinds that would stand between this 12-year-old kid and these two very unlikely dreams wow. uh, and the challenges. And But what I had no idea ultimately is how God would put those things together, right? So fast forward, you know, I go to the University of Kansas and uh, play golf. Um, there played a bunch of golf against a, a famous guy by the name of Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's pretty cool. And, um, but I knew I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I met my wife there, Jackie. So that's why obviously I went to the university of Kansas. Uh, the big reason, and you mentioned earlier, you know, she's the CEO of our family and our five daughters, but then off I went to, uh, to the military. So I joined the air force after college, went through officer training, and then I went through, pilot training and to put into context how unlikely a dream it is to become a fighter pilot i'll share a statistic with you um so the program itself that you go into is about two and a half years long and the government will spend six million dollars per pilot to finish the training wow and the attrition rate uh is over 95 percent so right now, 4.8% of the people that start this path to say, hey, I want to become a fighter pilot, mm-hmm. will actually graduate and finish the program. So how do they know? So, so how do they know that, I mean, I mean, obviously, what tests, uh, 
and eye coordination, uh, you know, obviously uh, brain power, extra brain power, reaction. I mean, what is it? Yeah, so I'm the person that drives the scientists crazy, right? Because that's a very poignant question you ask because the Air Force spends a ton of money, right? And if someone gets 70% through the program and they just burned, you know, four or five million bucks on them, mm-hmm. right? And then they wash out. So there is a terrible return on that investment. So you do all types of psychological testing, IQ testing, hand-eye coordination, all that kind of stuff. And um, and then they give you a, hey, here's your likely to succeed quotient and obviously it's got to be above a threshold to get into the program right and i will tell you i was at the bottom of that threshold and excelled in the program but the thing that they can't measure and nobody can measure right in this world that wants to quantify everything are, are people's hearts yeah and how hard and how long are you willing to go on a daily basis well, you got to you got to be a gamer. I mean, it's like all of a sudden uh, the the great adage. My my being Catholic, <laughs> my brother, my dad, they all went to Notre Dame, uh, and uh, a lot of my family have gone to Notre Dame. And uh, Joe Montana yeah. was not apparently a great practice player. I watched him. Lo- I watched Notre Dame lose the year they won the national championship in Jackson, Mississippi, to Ole Miss. And Montana was sitting on the bench. He didn't come off the bench until the next game when they were way down. He brought them back. And it happened again, and Dan Devine said, oh, well, I just did. he wasn't a great practice player. But when he came, when it was game time, it was another whole deal. So I guess that's what, I guess my point, wasn't a great point, but yeah. it was all right. <laughs> you got to be a gamer, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and it, you know, and what's in your heart, and I, you know, God gave me minimal talent probably in my life, but the one thing he gave me, man, is a soul on fire. And uh, God help me, I'll, you know, I'll be out of bed, and I'll be up later than you every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh just doing the right thing over and over and over again, I think ultimately, you know, gets you to where you want to be. And so, yeah, so I make it through the the uh, the pilot training, um, fighter training, and literally, I was immediately off to combat my first combat tour in uh, in Iraq. And I'll never forget. Asked me to share a story, but it was probably my fourth sortie, um, and I'm flying. I remember there was this British weather officer. Um, that gave us the the brief and uh, weather's really important when you're flying fighter jets because they were shooting um, surface to air missiles at us <laughs> and yeah. so you want a clear day so you can see them coming off the ground right you can imagine if you have a cloud deck at ten thousand feet and this you know flying telephone pole comes through the clouds and you don't have much time to visually uh, acquire it and make the appropriate maneuvers to defeat it if that makes sense. Well, it makes sense, but I can't imagine it. But keep so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> somebody in the in the other moment when it sits in and like you're going to wake up that morning and somebody's going to try to kill you. Somebody yeah. wants you dead. Is a is a realization that hit me square in the face. And again, it's something that takes your faith to a whole new level. Um, and uh, but I remember flying this. I was flying with this guy Stevie uh, Ray Vaughan, and uh, we fly in like a, a mile line of breath. So you got two F-16s flying a mile line of breast. And I remember this British weather guy said, hey, we're not going to have any clouds in that. I looked out between us, and I see all these, you know, white clouds. And I realized then it's AAA. And these dudes are shooting, you know, 100-millimeter rounds at us. They're like small golf carts, right, mm. that are reaching yeah. up to 20,000 feet, and they're blowing up in between our airplanes. And uh, then you realize, like, man, this is not a recruiting poster. This isn't the movie Top Gun I loved growing up, um, this is real business. Right. And uh, I had a lot of those moments um, 
in in my career going downrange, and you know, I'm still still flying. Thankfully, you know, my takeoffs and landings have always matched each other. But there have been uh, there have been lots of challenging times. But I'll tell you the, the the most difficult times flying fighter jets and in in Iraq were the nights when we lost guys on the ground. Right. And that's, you know, our our role, the mission is dynamic, but if I was going to distill it down to, hey, what matters most, and it's like, hey, as, as an F-16 guy in Iraq, our role was close air support. So that is supporting the heroes, Army, Navy, Special Operators, Navy SEALs on the ground, right. and uh, and coming in there and, you know, turning the bad guys into pink mist um, yeah. when uh, when asked to do so. Wow. And uh, But the, the times when we lost, folks on the ground that that lives with you forever and you know what ultimately kind of lead me to the to the next mission of of service that is uh you know in my mind way more valuable than than any sortie i've ever flown in a, in a fighter jet right well you changed the world you've changed people's lives and uh uh and just and talking about a patriot we're going to dig into that we are with major dan rooney major dan you get to play dj as part of the deal i made phil do it as well uh, we're the birthplace of American music, and I know in Oklahoma you got a lot of great music. I know, I know, I know. But would you like to hear? Uh, I'm gonna say a little Faith Hill or Bobby Gentry. Oh, that's easy, Bobby Gentry. <laughs> wow, I like. It. Sorry, well, I love our girl Faith, but uh, that's what we're gonna do. You're in a Mississippi minute. I'm with the great Major Dan Rooney. Stand by. Joe was throwing something up the tail at Bridge. A year has come and gone since we heard the news about Big Joe. Brother Mary Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with Major Dan Rooney, and I'm pumped, excited, uh, and I'm blessed to be on the phone with such a, a, a great American, a great hero, a patriot, uh, and everything he stands for. 
and uh, I'm, I'm just so thrilled to have you on, Major Dan. Uh, let's get into <clears throat> your calling, <clears throat> because uh, first of all, I wanted to be a song. I wanted to be a songwriter and artist, and I also was a really bad pre med major. My brother's an incredible doctor in Memphis, chief of staff, the whole thing, list goes on and on and all that. He's many accolades and all that, and I was nothing like him. So so I didn't do both, okay? But I do love the game of golf, but I wasn't a pro. So you're like on another level, but I've got to talk to you about your calling. Where was it? When was it? When was that beautiful epiphany when you said Foles of Honor? Again, it's moments of synchronicity we talked about in the first segment, chance with a purpose. I mean, and they're around us every day, Steve, and, you know, I've evolved a lot in my life, and, that you know, I'm actively seeking God in my life every day and watching for signs and, you know, trying to wake up every morning, be an open vessel to uh, to, to go where He wants me to do, and, you know, certainly, like, everybody fight my own demons, uh, but my intent is to, uh, is to follow, you know, His lead, and uh, my life would change forever. On, uh, I just got back from my third tour of duty in Iraq, so it was actually in a commercial airliner, and I was going to my day job as a golf pro in Grand Haven, Michigan, in our family golf course up there. Uh, and remind me to tell you that story, because we're working with Jack Nicholas right now on that little golf course and uh, doing something really special. But Love it. Um, anyway, so I'm just on my commute, and it's I get stuck in O'Hare. It's a crappy night. I've been drinking Budweiser. Finally go to coffee. And um, I walk on this flight, and I see a corporal in Dress Army Green sitting there in first class. Don't think much of it, right? I mm-hmm. press on back to coach. About an hour and a half later, we finally land in Grand Rapids. At this point, it's almost midnight. And as we pull up to the gate, the captain comes over the PA and makes an announcement that we're carrying an American hero on board, that we have the remains of Corporal Brock Buckland um, mm-hmm. on this flight who's been killed in Iraq and an identical twin brother, Corporal Brad Buckland is in first class mm. and has brought him uh, brought him home. Oh, Captain makes another request that night that everybody stay in their seats until Brock's remains are removed from the right cargo hold. I sit there, right, and I've seen a lot of terrible things in, in combat, and but I had never seen the other side of war. And uh, and that night I watched the, the Buckland family in the darkest night of their lives, right, his brother's... Yeah his wife, his parents, and a four-year-old little boy. And ceremony finishes itself up, and I grab my backpack and stand up only to see that more than half the people had gotten off the plane that night. And nowhere to go except that blanket of freedom that we'll all sleep under tonight, courtesy of Corporal Brock Buckland and uh, the less than 1% that wakes up every day willing to defend this country and the United States military. And I walked off that plane, Steve, and I'd never been so disappointed. It meant to be an American in my life, and I was just full of emotion and I felt a hand on my shoulder walking off and I looked back and there was nothing there but I will tell you the only thing I know for sure is it was the hand of God and he calls the least among us um, and uh, I certainly qualify in, in that regard but he also calls the willing right and so I, I remember getting off the plane I called my wife in the middle of the night um, and told her hey I know this is what I'm supposed to do in my life and I just felt this need to help this young boy who was four years old, Brock's son, and, and uh, but where do you start, right? We're all inspired every once in a while. You get all fired up, and then what do you do with it? And I really think that's what defines us. 
And so we started above our garage in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And man, I had, you know, I'm not very smart, obviously. You can tell that by talking to me. I didn't have any oh, money. Come on. <laughs> no, no platform, right? Nowhere to start. You didn't I need mean, money. Nothing. You had something greater than that. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but we start and we, we started an organization called Folds of Honor, uh, for the folded flag. And, uh, yeah. our goal was to, uh, to send, um, spouses and kids that have had somebody killed or disabled to school um, and pay for their education. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, I watch God's hand every day, and that's what puts us on the radio together today. Um, you know, since we've started this thing, um, well, this month we'll award our we'll award just over 5,000 scholarships for the year. So that's about $26 million out the door this month. Um, represented in all 50 states across this country, and it'll be our 25,000th. I don't know, am I saying that right? I'm telling you, I'm not very smart. 25,000 total scholarships awarded since we've started, so like 130 million out the door. Yeah, so you see that um, since we've started this yeah, thing. What I'm reading, obviously, is, is but, but you're at a, such a rapid pace now, it's growing so fast now, you're able to give more and do more. Uh, and obviously what I read earlier is dated, <laughs> so I apologize, yeah. but that's all right. That's all right. No, 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 it, it goes fast. I know that. So um, you, which, I guess the thing that I've noticed the most is at, our, at the event at the Patriot Cup, what it does is allow the family not to be disrupted in their normal day. Now, now of course, their lives are disrupted and they're changed forever. But you want to keep them on a path of what they were trying to accomplish in the first place. Get them, th- get them to college. Get them through med school. I mean, the stories that, you know, that's the most moved. Every year, I get the most moved I've ever been except for the birth of our children. That's how, that's how moved wow. I am. That's how moved we all are. And um, it's just an amazing event, but it puts things in perspective immediately. I've been moved that much at going to visit Walter Reed back in the day. I've also been moved that much when you go to St. Jude. There are points in your life where you're extremely inspired, but but to see you guys do something about it immediately, it was just an amazing thing to see the families it touches. It is, and that you know that thing that you feel. I mean, that's this this bright light of Folds of Honor. It is it is God's. It is an incredible ministry, and it brings people to it uh, because, you know, I've talked about it before, but in this world, it seems to be overflowing with negative stuff, um, right? You take these inherently terrible situations, but there's this bright, beautiful light by, by what happens in these tragic moments in our lives, and we're defined by what we do when it doesn't go our way every day, right? Right, right. Um, and you come together and this beautiful irony that when you reach out to help someone, you're actually the one being helped. I use this term fulfillment, F-U-L-L, full, right? Mm-hmm. And every day I try to fill myself up and people wonder why, you know, you're depressed or you don't have energy or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, you look at, well, I, you know, I drank five beers last night and had fried chicken and I watched some porn on the video and yeah. uh, I went to bed and I woke up and I felt like crap. Well, guess what? That's what you're filling yourself up with. Yeah. Um, and if you are not dedicating, I know there are realities in life, right? We, we got to put food on the table. We got kids. We got spouses. We're always running. But if you're not dedicating a piece of your life to helping others, you'll never be filled up. Yeah. And it's, I learn it every day, Steve. It's like the less time you spend on yourself, the happier you will be. 
And Folds is this amazing conduit that, uh, you know, allows me to do that. So many other people that have, that have come to this tribe, and um, obviously you're on that list, and, and so thankful for that, brother. Well, no, no, I'm blessed, and, and uh, as long as you have me, I'll be there, and I'd love to get more involved. You know, we have a found, our foundation, my wife and I started, is for the arts for kids and sick and abused kids in the Delta. We were in Nashville, obviously, for 20-plus years, and, and just our calling was to come back home to the Mississippi Delta, where generations back, uh, and, and start to do something. I just felt, I mean, I, I needed help from the, the people I grew up around. Uh, they, we all remained very close. And, uh, I mean, I was humbled enough in my career that it never let me get somewhere I didn't need to go, you know, inside spiritually. I was always having to call on my faith in my, in my music career. I still do. And, uh, it's just the path that the God wanted me to walk. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that path, but you're 100% correct. And like I said, I appreciate everything you're doing. Um, okay. Where does it, start in your garage like your garage band you know <laughs> you got the garage band going, oh, yeah. you know so where does it start and when does it start to go okay now this is happening and you got my man darren mcdonald that's how you and i met obviously he used to do the bmw a lot and uh yeah, and he, he ran things a good good man yeah d max great guy and he connected us he was our conduit he was the one that connected you our bridge between our relationship now uh and of course phil and all that but where where how do you find the people that work for you that that fit your description of your mission and how many people are working for you now so we've got about 35 people um that work at folds now which is is amazing um one of the cool things though too i want to really foot stop this we have a small we have a very small footprint still and we'll run this year 91 cents of every dollar raise going directly to scholarship programs so, man, we are unbelievable. Yeah, we're high-speed, low-drag, as we say in the fighter pilot world. Yeah. But we're defined by what we do, and it doesn't go away, man, every day. And so stay in the fight. Whatever fight you're in, keep fighting. We are with the great Major Dan Rooney. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. That's what we do here. We have to. It's important. You're in a Mississippi Minute, and it's only going to get better. We'll be right back. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We are with the great Major Dan Rooney. Did you threaten the PGA? I'm sorry, real quick. Did you threaten the PGA Tour of America? You said, look, I'm going to get my fighter jet and I'm coming over if you don't. No, no, I couldn't, man. I'm, you know, I'm I'm prostrate. I'm laid down. The whole world's walking on me at that point in my life, right? I got nothing. I am nobody and uh, still am. But anyway, so they say yes. And and we kick off the Patriot Golf Day. um, And the next guy I reached out to was Jim Nance at CBS Sports. Mm Mm-hmm. 
sent him an email with a story I just told you about the flight, and Jim Nance emails me back. I'm, I'm, dude, I am nobody. Right, I'm above my garage. Nobody. Quit saying quit and, say, I, 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 that's what makes you so beautiful. But okay, but you're, you're, you've yeah. never been nobody. You've always been something special. But keep going. I'm, a, I just had to do that. Yeah. So anyway, but he reaches out. I said, hey, would you do a special at the PGA Championship? And they're like, sure. And so I arranged. Uh, initially, he was going to go on an F-16 ride with me. He couldn't go because we had a back problem. So I took David Faraday up on an F-16 ride. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> oh, have mercy. Yeah, that's another really funny long story. Uh, but we lived, and they did this special on CBS Sports. And so we ended up signing up like 3,000 golf courses to put a donation box out for Patriot Golf Day, like out of the gate. And we raised a million bucks. Like wow. Overnight. And I'm like, well, how do I give it away? I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. I mean, no idea. And then so I'm feeling good about myself. And I'm like, well, the next company I'd love to go after is Budweiser, right? Because I love their TV commercials. And so I get on Southwest Airlines. I cold call them. I just ring the front doorbell, show up in St. Louis. And the first meeting we had <laughs> did not go well. Oh. Um, they were nice, right? They were respectful. But at the end of it, they were like, hey, we get hundreds of requests a week for charitable donations from people all across this country, and they're not run above people's garages as a general rule. Right. And we care about you, therefore we're going to tell you the truth. This will never, never, never happen. There were three nevers. Yeah. I will never forget it, right? Three, negative, so ne- three negatives turn into a positive, just FYI. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I love that. And so I, I left, and then I, um, I went back every six months for the next three years. I rang that same doorbell in St. Louis. <laughs> I love it. And I finally got a meeting with Dave Peacock, who's one of my dearest brothers in Christ, uh, another amazingly strong Catholic, who was the CEO at the time. And I told him the story, and God instantly connected us. He said, oh, my gosh. He was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, Dan, but I make it a best practice in my life not to get in the way of the Lord's will. That's exactly what he told me. And so um, they uh, started a program uh, over the summer months where they put folds of honor on their packaging and committed to give us a dollar for every case of Budweiser they sell in America, and we have been crushing it. Unbelievable. uh, So many people don't know that. Yeah, yeah, like $16 million they've donated to us since we've started, and um, it's just, uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, so let me, so how can people that are listening uh, give to, you know, where do they go online, um, and how do they really get involved? So the most important part of that answer is the why. Why would you want to be involved? couple reasons. One is there's about 1.5 million dependents, that's spouses and children, mm-hmm. that have had someone killed or disabled just in Iraq and Afghanistan. Nine out of ten will not qualify for any federal education assistance. It's terrible, but look at Washington, D.C. It is what it is, right? Right, right. And I've tried to change that. We're not going to change it. But great Americans, God-fearing patriots are and can change that. So if you want to visit and find out more, our website is Folds of Honor, like the folded flag, foldsofhonor.org. And the easiest way is to become a wingman. It's a $13 a month donation, and uh, that ties back to the 13 folds that bring that flag to the iconic triangle shape of freedom. So that's what we do at Folds, man. We're, We're about new beginnings. We cannot 
bring back uh, a soldier who's been killed or heal one that's living with permanent physical and mental disabilities, but we can provide an opportunity for an education, which is a new beginning for everybody in this country, uh, teaching somebody how to fish. And the ultimate ROI for all of us in this are when they graduate, what they go on to do and the positive impact they have on this country. And I am amazed every day at the stories from our recipients um, and whether they're out there trying to cure cancer or help uh, soldiers with post-traumatic stress, their teachers, um, lawyers, doctors. It's just amazing what these individuals go on to do. That's, that's the real ROI. We've been with Major Dan Rooney. You're the best, pal. I love that the good Lord brought us together um, today, and I hope that somebody out there listening, my broken walk and, and words, uh, gives them a little hope to, uh, to listen to what's in their heart and, man, have the courage and the faith to take a step forward, because if you do that, God will do amazing things in your life. So God bless you, and always, man, God bless America. I love it. Foesofhonor.org. Become a wingman, please. I'm Steve Azar. We've been with great Major Dan Rooney. I'm going to let him go have some more coffee later on. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.